Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was bluer than a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundromat was my sanctuary. That arcade was my church. Hey, everybody. Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back once again. Welcome back, as always, to Game Dev Breakdown. It's time for some Game Dev Talk. Okay, tonight... Let me start. Let me start. And again, it might be morning for you. That will not impact your listening experience. But I want to start by thanking everybody who provided that wonderful feedback on the previous episode called Pricing Your Game. That was a tricky one. I had to gather a lot of information for that, synthesize, try to create an interesting narrative out of that. I spent a good amount of time with it. So the fact that it seemed to provide entertainment and or guidance for some of you. I I love that. I will, per request, I will issue this correction in QDevon on uh, the CodeWrite Play Discord server where you can join us to hang out and talk. He mentioned that I said indies are probably not working all day to provide for themselves, then creating games on nights and weekends, and also binge-watching Netflix, because that was the accusation leveled upon us by Michael Shade from the studio who makes Everspace. He said, he implied, strongly implied, that we price our games too low because we're basically uneducated, ignorant to the strategies involved in such matters. And he said, instead of binge-watching Netflix, we should be educating ourselves on pricing strategies. So I had to kind of call that out just a little bit because that was extremely condescending and way off base. We're underpricing our games because we're trying to stand out in a saturated market. I won't dive too far back into the subject matter that we just covered, but NQ Devin said, hey, it wasn't totally off base because since I am developing games, I am watching more TV than ever because it's on in the background. A nice sitcom provides perfect background noise. I get it. I got that right away because I've been, he said he just finished Friends that way. And I was watching a different Matt LeBlanc series called Man with a Plan, which is like a modern family sitcom with Joey from Friends. And so I've kind of been enjoying that. And it, it is, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to have on in the background while you work. So if you have a go-to like that, I'm kind of curious, what are you watching in the background, listening to? What do you do to kind of keep yourself sane? It's nice for the brain to have something to latch on to in the background like that. So tell me, tell me what your go-to is in the background while you develop. The topic for tonight's show is two parts. One, a story about a person who broke Wheaton's law and in some small way paid the consequences. And part two is a little look at having a more meaningful social media presence. I've sort of danced around this topic. I don't think we've really dug into it very well, at least not for some time. So I want to do a little refresher on that just as sort of a spinoff from this story I'm going to tell. Okay, so this is much less academic than the last show was. And in fact, something kind of funny and kind of silly happened and led to a really satisfying afternoon for me because maybe because I'm a bad person, but you, you can decide for yourself. So the story is, I have to take you back to a time somewhat long past now. 
There was a time that I've mentioned before, but we get to spin it in a new direction, that I and two friends contracted with a local studio, a local media studio in my area, before we moved, actually. And we got to go into this really cool high-end recording room where a bunch of cool people worked, and we got to do our own podcast under contract for this studio, and it was the most exciting thing related to this activity that's ever happened to me. I was so amped about this. I was going with two good friends who I had known for a while. We were going to talk parenting and geek culture and video games and nerd stuff and music. We had so much in common. We wanted to... And, like, we had good energy between us. This was a very exciting time. This studio had big plans about how it was going to promote us, and we were going to get in on the rev- revenue of this of this thing, and we were so excited. So we got going on this podcast, and a couple of shows in, the studio's strategy for how they were going to turn this into a big thing sort of dried up. I've gone into this in the past, so I won't really drag you through the the gritty details of this story, but basically... Their strategy for growing the listenership for this kind of uh, was a little bit flimsy and didn't work, (laughs) like after like two shows. So we found ourselves in a situation where we were contracted for a year. And in the first month or so, we realized we were a little bit screwed. At least we were on our own. To this day, I can't believe. I can't believe how that went. I I would do so much different in that situation if I was in that again. But instead of lying down and just letting this situation steamroll us, we were still having fun putting shows together. We wanted it to be an awesome thing. We wanted it to go somewhere. You know, if you're going to spend your time, you want to make it count. And that's the situation we were in. So we took things into our own hands and said, how can we grow this thing? And I, I had already been doing this kind of thing for a while. So I said, guys, we need to get on social We need to go to the people and literally, listener by listener, we need to put this audience together. So we took over the podcast Twitter account. We got ourselves on Facebook. We we got a hold of all the accounts we could, which was only a couple. And then they wouldn't even like open new accounts for us at other sites. But we had Facebook and Twitter. And I said, we can make a go at this with these two sites. Let's try. So as we were doing shows, a couple of us started working on social posts also. We were putting up polls, we were interacting with listeners, we were doing show notes. The first show notes went on my website, Code I Play, because we didn't have access to our own site yet. Like, it was a whole thing. Like, we were scrappy and we were trying to claw our way back into the sunlight. So we're we're doing regular things like this, and I, I think the strategy was probably my idea. So, I mean, we're, again, we're struggling. We got very few listeners. We're doing anything we can. But I had this idea because I had some momentum on Twitter. And so I said, hey, there are some influencers I get to chat with on a regular basis. So I think this was my idea. And I, I told my friend, like, here are some people who I find to be good dudes, good ladies, good people. And they'll probably help us out with a mention or they'll participate in our threads because they get something out of that and we get something out of that. And it's just, it's just all this good energy going around and around and it helps you build momentum and it helps people take notice. So let's do that. And I, I named a few, I said, we need to get these people on board because they're into this stuff. They've established their own channels. They're known for these things. And if we get them on board, we're on board and the trains are rolling. 
So, my buddy, who worked on this with me, and he is not nearly as savvy in this stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't spend as much time on it. I don't think he has my... Like, he's a very nice guy. Like, probably a little bit of a thinner skin because he doesn't have to work on the internet the way I do. So... He, he did this at my recommendation. He tagged a couple of these people on a poll or something like that. It wasn't even like, hey, could you retweet this? It was like, we put up this poll about this thing. Share your thoughts with us. And the first time he did that with this one guy, that guy copped a super shitty attitude right away. And I think, looking back, I think it was like, I think he sort of felt like he was seeing through something. Like, we were just trying to hook into his audience. It really wasn't that. It was it was genuine content, like it was legitimate content, and we had a sincere interest in his thoughts and getting people engaged in this narrative. And furthermore, so what? You're an influencer. That's your entire purpose is to see and be seen and interact with, with content around the web. So I think he, he was indignant about, like, what are these people trying to do? Steal my audience? Which, by the way... I have some questions about how he grew that audience in the first place. I'm not going to dig into that. But he fires off this shitty reply to my friend, and I was pissed. Because I knew right away that guy was embarrassed, and he felt weird about it, and he was upset that this guy responded to him that way. I was mad. I fired right back at that guy. And at that point, that's like throwing away a relationship you have with somebody who, you know, you, you get to know the people around your social media sphere, you know. So, but I was, I was pissed. I was mad at this guy and I fired back at him and he said nothing. And so I thought, good, who needs you? That's it. This guy went his way. I went mine and I stood up for my friend. I'd, I offer no apology that nothing would change. If I had to go back, I would have fired right back at that guy again. We leave that chapter there. Fast forward years into the future. That podcast broke up after the contract was over. That guy went off and did his thing. I went off and did my thing. I worked more in games. I kept podcasting. My own momentum in my own projects sort of took off. I've been added to some PR lists that float around the internet. And so what, right? Not a big deal. I did some industry journalism after that and whatever. So I am playing Xbox a few days ago when my phone goes off. But ding And between rounds, I think I was racing. Between races, I glance down at my screen and I see this email. And the name catches my eye. And I go, that's, that's weird. That, that email, I've received a cold email here from somebody who has the same name as that weird guy who, who fired off of my friend years ago. So I open this email and I don't think anything of it. And it says, hey, you know, hi, various PR folks. And I'm thinking, okay. So I'm, I'm thinking like somebody at a PR firm has the same name as this guy. That's funny. But instead, it, <laughs> it goes on like, hi, I'm... I'm a, a person from Twitter or whatever, and, and uh, I, I have a following. I'm known for this and that. And I wanted to let you know that I have just developed my very own first PC game, and I'm publishing it myself, and I'm showing it to all of you, this small group of PR people, and I'm really counting on you guys to help me get the word out, you know, get that coverage, review if you like. I hope you have nice things to say. Here's a code for the, for the download. If it's not too much trouble and I'm, I'm poking around this and I gradually realize, holy shit, it's this guy. It is this guy. And he has either not noticed that I'm on this list or he has deliberately sent this to me and completely forgotten the shitty stuff he said to me. <laughs> the, the smile that spread across my face. 
it was just one of those moments like, well, 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 <laughs> how, how the tables have turned, how the mighty have fallen. And really, like, this is not the biggest deal, obviously. And I'm not I'm not going to put this guy on full blast and I'm not going to go troll him or anything like that. It's not like that. But I spent some time in that moment like this is the most satisfying thing I've ever seen. Just because it it's like somebody came up and kicked you between the legs and stood there for a minute and eventually just like turned their back to you and forgot where they were or like stopped paying attention to you. You just you knew you suddenly had the drop on somebody. I'm trying I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to take the high road and or show mercy here while also using this as a learning moment. If I wanted to, I mean, the guy has put himself in a very vulnerable position because the game is a first attempt. He's clearly new at this. This was not exactly Fall Guys that he sent me, you know. This, this was not exactly Among Us or No Man's Sky or whatever, you know, popular game you, you want to talk about from the indie space. This was like, put this on mom and dad's fridge level uh, work. So I, I watched the trailer and uh, had a little chuckle there. And I just thought, isn't this such a perfect illustration of why not to fire off at the mouth of people for no good damn reason. I couldn't believe it. So I, I enjoyed that moment and I thought this story that's now several years old, which I never thought would come back up again. I unfollowed that guy, muted him, everything. I never thought I would hear that name again, but here's that name again. And the shoe is on the other foot. So again, I'm not, I'm not going to publicize. Well, now I'm, I'm not going to put that guy on full blast. Obviously, I'm also not going to lift a finger to help him. That's just the way things are. I believe in taking the high road. I believe in forgive, but not forget. Now, if you're listening and thinking like, okay, but you're, you're one guy and he probably emailed 150 people. He might have. I don't know. It was all BCC. I may have been one of 10. I may have been one of 100. It's true. I'm just one guy. I don't have a giant following, but y'all know, some of you know. One person can do a lot of damage to your creative projects. It is true. Any one person could do a ton of good or a ton of damage, which again, I'm not going to spend any time doing. But the other side of that coin is there was a time I considered that guy a friend and I do things for my friends. Ask my friends. I will create things for them. I will strategize with them. I will let them bounce ideas off me. I will philosophize all day long. There was one time when a similar situation like this unfolded and a developer on my Twitter feed said, I just took out my first paid ads in the mobile space. So my ads are going to play in other people's games. And he uploaded the art and he said, I'm, I'm actually really self-conscious about this. I, I can't design good ads or marketing stuff. So I'm doing the best I can, but here they are. And I got in touch with that guy and I said, Hey, I've got a little bit of experience here. Could I maybe help you with this? And my idea of helping him was I spent a couple of days and I made top to bottom, like decent quality artwork that he could put in these ads. And I, I designed them as if they were like back cover boxes for like Nintendo 64 games. Like that was sort of the influence. And I created like full on marketing 
very appealing ads that did pretty well for this guy. I didn't ask for anything in return. He put my name in the credits and, and I loved that. I was very excited about that. Uh, I think, I think my ads are probably still floating around for his game today. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I do stuff for people because I believe in them because I believe it's the right thing to do. I know things I've developed. (laughs) I've interviewed a great many successful people. I have learned from them. There are very simple things this guy in question could be doing right now. I see him not doing them, and I'm not going to say a word. He's not going to learn from me. He's not going to benefit from me. He's not going to partner with me. He made a choice years ago to crap on my friend in front of me, and now a door has shut. And he'll probably never figure it out. But... That's kind of the point. You don't crap on people because you don't know what the future holds. First of all, it's the wrong thing. Be kind to people because you need to be kind to people. That's its own thing. But even if you're selfish and only think about yourself, be kind to people because you don't know when it's going to come back. Tables turn, things change, and you don't know what situation you're going to put yourself in later. There are some takeaways here. Wherever you are, somebody is below your level, and if they come to you, and again... I never asked this dude for anything. We tried to have a conversation, and he decided that it'd be more fun to dunk on us in front of all of his Twitter followers. Here's the thing. It's free to say nothing. You can say nothing with no effort whatsoever. That's the point of nothing. It's nothing. And it's also very easy to simply help, especially when helping is just dropping half a tweet. (laughs) So you need to keep your attitude under control. There's this, I've always felt there's this kind of Twitter nice guy paradox where the people most famous for being a super nice guy on Twitter, anyone who puts too much effort into that, it's, it ends up being crazy how short their fuses are. I've noticed that time and time again. And it's not like something where if you've simply observed somebody like that is a nice, good person. It might be. But when there's this like circulating narrative, like he's a nice guy. Every time I get to know these people, it is disappointing. And especially the, like the big accounts that are like that. He's known for being a nice guy. Do- never works out that way. Keep your attitude under control with people. Everybody is in a position to really help or hurt you somewhere. There's some scenario where everyone can either open a door or slam it in your face. Individual listeners and players and readers, those people basically control my business almost directly right now. If you think about it, Like, retweets control my growth, word of mouth can keep somebody from giving me a chance, and you're going to go through the same thing in your creative pursuits. So you need to be patient with people, give people the benefit of the doubt when something rubs you the wrong way. 
you need to go into a situation trying to leave as many opportunities as possible to have a positive outcome. You need to think about interactions with people. Again, you need to treat people well because that's the right thing. You Just because you need to treat them well. But you should also look at like a confrontation or an altercation of some kind. You need to look at that as a potential business deal going badly. Before it even starts. You're burning a bridge. That's it. When you make crappy comments to people or dunk on them or make fun of them, you are probably going to forget. Because if you're doing that once, you're probably doing it a lot. But you should expect that the other person is going to remember for a long time. That's just, you should expect that. And you never know when that is going to come up and hurt you. And you never know how. It's, it's going to be an opportunity. It's going to be word of mouth. Something is going to happen. That is going to take points away from you on the back end. And you may never figure it out. So with that in mind, you need to think of the concept of karma like a much more practical thing than you probably thought previously. It's, it's a pretty logical result of how, how the world works. When you're thinking about putting negativity out there, you need to assume as a rule that this is going to directly connect to something that comes up later or something good that doesn't happen for you later because of the way you treated someone. A sale you didn't make, a deal you didn't close, a series of people who didn't give you a chance. These things are all connected. Now let's talk for a minute about your presence on social media. The other side of this was this guy had a ton of followers on Twitter. So many more than I did. I went back and checked. Still, many, many more than I have. But this person was like, I remember this well. He was obsessed over followers. It It was half of what he tweeted about. When I do this, I gain a follower. When I said this, I lost some followers. If you do this, you'll get followers. And I noticed after a while, like many of his followers are either completely silent and who knows if they're even real or they're people who have seen what he's done in terms of building an audience and they're just trying to reproduce what he did. That's what they're here for. They're not here to talk about his content or participate with him in some meaningful way. They're here to get tips and tricks. And if that, if you want to be one of these Twitter guys who's just talking about being a Twitter guy, okay. But to me, if you've built a BS audience, you haven't built an audience. You don't have an audience. You've got a, a big number next to your name that means nothing. And this is part of the reason he had to come to me. Because to this day, when he tweets about something meaningful that he's trying to do, there's a super underwhelming response. Like, he's got more than 10 times what I've got going on on social media. And our, <laughs> our interactions on our tweets are probably about the opposite of what you would expect. Because the people I'm connected with on Twitter, I'm connected with. I know who they are. I've got some idea what they're doing. There's a decent amount of them. But the people I commonly interact with, I've got little profiles on them in my head because I'm interested in what they're doing or I wouldn't be following them. And we talk and I know what they've got going on. So when I'm doing something and I post about it, which is not every day, sometimes I'm just tweeting about life in general, seeing what other people are up to. But when I put something out there, I did this. I'm working on this. Here's what I've got coming up. Not everybody checks it out every time and that's fine. But there's positive interaction. There's meaningful interaction. And he's struggling here because he built up this audience of people who are trying to build up audiences. If that's the kind of trap you fall into on social media, you are wasting your time. So don't build a BS audience. Look at Gary V. Look at Gary Vaynerchuk sometime. He talks about this everywhere. 
He built his audience. Now, it was early. He was an early adopter on Twitter, so he's got super, super results. But he also has good results because he does this the right way. He built his audience up by every day or several times a day going to search on Twitter, looking at his keywords, the stuff he works with, and talking to absolutely anyone who will listen to him about those topics. You're tweeting about wine. Here's what I think about that. You mentioned this brand. Here's what I, here, I've tried that too. Here's what I think. This is relevant stuff. And those people realize like, oh, this guy does this too. I'll follow him. Or this guy does this and it's something I want to know about. I'm going to follow him. They're having meaningful interactions. This becomes an accelerated version of natural meaningful growth that would normally take like five, 10 years or more because algorithms love people who are real and they're adding value that's real and they're doing things that are real. So let that be your model. Don't spend your time on social media like doing stuff basically a robot could do. If a robot could do something for you, I'm not telling you go get a robot to do it. I'm telling you don't do it. Don't worry about it. It's very transparent to everybody. Remember when every time you would follow someone or they would follow you, you guys would trade like automatic messages. Oh, hey, thanks for the follow. Smash the like button on YouTube. Check out my latest. Like, oh my God. I fell into that trap like everybody did because I thought, here's the thing. I, I guess this is what we're all doing. And I guess it's a missed opportunity if I don't. Somebody eventually called me on it. They're like, dude, I would normally not even keep the follow in place after somebody did this like you, but I know you and you're cool. So I'm just, I'm reaching out to you as a friend telling you, I was like, crap, you're right. You're right. This is nonsense. And I hate getting these. <laughs> I just, I sort of forgot we had the option to just not do that. And I turned it off that day. He was right. It's not meaningful. And the truth is it's not meaningful. If you emulate that by as soon as someone follows you, you type something out. Oh, hey, just wanted to say thanks for the follow. Nice to connect with you. I hope you will check out my subscription links and hit the follow button. Like, okay, we don't know each other yet. I don't care. I don't care about this. You have to make people care. And you do that by building a real relationship. You want to get to a point with people that by the time you ask them to do anything or even bring up the possibility of them doing something that benefits you, they'd feel weird if they don't because you guys have been talking. You guys have a relationship built up and the relationship comes first. If you're on social, that's the point, right? So don't BS with social media or don't even waste your time. That's it. Somebody crapped on me and my friend real hard. <laughs> Not real hard, but it was a super flippant comment and I didn't appreciate it. And it stood out to me all this time. And lo and behold, he came back to me hoping if it's not too much trouble, I sure would appreciate. No, go to hell. That's it. You had a terrible attitude. It stood out to me. I remember it. I think less of you. I'm not helping you. That's it. So you see, kids, if you carry a grudge long enough, sometimes it pays. <laughs> That's not the point. That's not like this was a satisfying moment because Somebody bothered me. They did something that stuck in my, you know, whatever. They said something that stuck with me and it bothered me. And boy, oh boy, I finally got my afternoon where I went, well, I could help you. I'm doing exactly what you need done and I'm not doing it for you. Only point for bringing it up, I would normally not even bring this up. But I'm using it to illustrate why it's so important beyond even doing the right thing. 
it is so important you treat people with respect. Or, or, I'm even giving you plenty of room here. Don't even respond to people. If you've got something negative to say, just drop it. Just gloss over it. Don't get this ind- indignant attitude. <laughs> just, just don't do that. Don't, don't conduct yourself that way. Because if you're here and you're listening to my voice, you are doing something that you should be running like a business. I don't mind your opinion about businesses or your apprehension about running a business. If you're doing it, you owe it to yourself to treat it like a startup. And I mean, like, I treat the podcast like a startup. I certainly look at my games that way. I literally have a startup for my games. You need to take that approach. So you need to, to rise above the dunking and the attitude and stuff on it. I'm not perfect. You see me do it. You guys see me do it. You can call me on it. That's okay. <laughs> but the point is, you have to find a balance and you have to recognize the risk when you decide to go after somebody like that. If you enjoy Game Dev Breakdown, I sure would appreciate and I sure would be excited if you subscribed on the platform of your choice. You can check out show notes for our fine episodes at CodeWritePlay.com, which is my website. We have a CodeWritePlay Discord server, which uh, you can find links to all over CodeWritePlay.com or hit me up anywhere. I will quickly drop you the link. And actually, we just opened up our uh, Facebook page back up on uh, Facebook because that's where Facebook pages go. So if you are ever on Facebook, I don't like Facebook either. I'm just giving you an option. Our stuff is there too. So uh, reach out, let us know topics, feedback, anything, yell at me. But I won't forget. I'll remember. But that's it. More later in the week. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Congratulations on your game dev breakdown, whatever that is. Sounds idiotic to me.